0: What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode 26. If you have not listened to the podcast before and this is your first time, welcome. I appreciate you being here and I'm stoked that you're here. But I also encourage you to go back and listen to episode number zero, the very first launch episode and uh, episode one and two. Those are kind of like our kickoff episodes and really any other episode. uh, There's a lot of content there and a lot of value to be had. So um, anyway, encourage you to go back and listen to those. But Uh, just to save you some time before you go back and listen to those, what the Strength of Body and Mind podcast is all about is exactly what it sounds like in the title, Strength of Body and Mind. So I personally believe that there is a very, very, very strong, tightly uh, bound connection between the body and the mind, like way more than people understand, way more than people think, way more than people know. And I believe that to be a widely understudied and widely misunderstood concept. And what I really mean by the body-mind connection is I personally believe that the more that people put emphasis in taking care of their bodies and strengthening their bodies and becoming more flexible and becoming healthier and just putting energy into taking care of their body... They see a mindset shift as a result that leads to overall positive thinking, uh, overall confidence, self-worth, self-belief, self-drive, so many other mental benefits as a result. And then what that does is further persuades or, or suggests subtly, subconsciously, that that person continues to take care of their body. And then that, in turn, continues to fuel all of those positive benefits of the mind. And the more that people get into that cycle, the the more rich and fulfilling lives that they live. Okay. So strength of body and mind. Now, this is a fitness podcast uh, at a high level, meaning we, we do focus a lot on fitness and specific weightlifting things and resistance training and exercise routines and nutrition and things like that. But we also focus uh, once a week on mindset and mentality and clarity and things like that. So with that being said, I'm going to jump right in. This episode is actually, well, it's based around a question. Okay. And the question is this, do you, whoever you are listening to this, do you deserve to be fit? That's the question. And it came up not that long ago in a conversation that I had with somebody in person. And it was, do you, know, do you think you deserve to be fit? And the conversation started because that person that I was talking to, they recognize me as someone who puts health and fitness at a, uh, a high pri- as a high priority in my life, which I do. Um, and that person puts health and fitness much, much lower on their priority list in life. And the conversation was going back and forth, really around uh, them not valuing health and fitness, and me valuing health and fitness at different levels. And it ended up in this place. The conversation ended up in this place where that person suggested that they do enough. They do enough in their life that they should be. They should be healthy. You know they they think that they eat well enough and that they move enough and are, I guess, make healthy enough decisions and choices throughout their day that they deserve to be fit. They deserve to be healthy. And honestly, after a couple of minutes of this, I mean, the conversation went to a really weird place because that is something, it's, it's one of the very few things in life that when you earn being fit, when you earn that, that, that level of, of health. That is yours and nobody can take that away. But well, you know, I guess technically they could, but <laughs> not legally. Uh, but to give that to somebody is impossible. You cannot gift anybody fitness, right? You can't gift them a, a nice body or, or or confidence, all the mental stuff that comes with that. You can't provide that to anybody and they have to earn it. And so you know, the conversation was was just really strange. And this person, so what they claim that they do that is good enough to put them in a place where they deserve to be fit, is they drink water, a lot of water throughout the day. Um they they exercise a couple times a week and they follow this this nutritional pattern I'm about to describe, which is really a bad pattern. It's a bad practice. And, but I understand why people think it's a good idea. They eat things that are readily available to them that are inexpensive and don't fill them up. And because they don't fill them up, they think that they are not eating poorly. Okay. I'm going to say that again. They eat things that are readily available that do not fill them up. And because of that, they feel like they are making good nutritional decisions. So an example of uh, things that are readily available, easy, there's easy access to these things. They're inexpensive and they don't fill you up would be like a muffin from a a donut shop or a donut from a donut shop. Okay. They stop to get a coffee and yeah, they might get a black coffee. So that's like 10 calories or something. Fine. Uh, Coffee's great. I love coffee. I actually have a coffee right here, but they'll also get a chocolate glazed donut, right? Now a chocolate glazed donut might have 280 calories in it, but it also might have like, I don't know, 38 grams of carbs, like the majority of which come from sugar and like zero protein. And then a few grams of fat. I mean, macro, macro nutritionally speaking, donuts are horrible. Now donuts are great. Don't get me wrong, but they're horrible. Now, if you eat a donut like this person would, and then not eat again for six hours and then eat like a bag of chips and a sandwich with a bunch of greasy stuff on it and a cookie, you know, and a soda, like a regular Coke or something, and then not eat again for another six hours or four hours or five hours and have something very similar at dinner time, and then not eat again until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and then have a small bowl of ice cream you get into the situation where you're not you're not necessarily always overfull, and because you're not overfull, you don't think that you are eating poorly. It happens way too often. So it's the in this in this case it's the quality of food versus the quantity And that type of diet leads to, a huge overabundance of calories, a huge overabundance of sugar, fat, and carbs, and usually an under, uh, like a lower value of protein. So they under deliver on the protein. And so their macronutrients, their balance is way off, but they do that, you know, every once in a while is one thing. Everything I, I'm talking about nutritionally, I'm talking about moderation. I'm talking about consistency. So In this case, something like that isn't going to kill you if you do it for one day. But if you do that day in and day out for months and months and months and years, yeah, you're going to get fat. Yes, you're going to put on weight. And no, you don't deserve to be fit if that's the way you eat. Now, I know it's not necessarily your fault, right? If you are that person, if you're uneducated like this particular person is. But it just got me thinking, having that conversation got me thinking. They don't deserve to be fit. The answer is no they don't. And, and you know, that's, they do, but they don't. Okay. They do because, you know, they're a person, they're a human and they are at least giving some thought to their mind and their body and taking care of things and, and interested in being fit. So in that regard, yeah. Okay. They kind of deserve to have the opportunity to be fit, but their actions don't, don't really map to what they're saying. They don't, They don't back up their words and therefore no, they do not deserve to be fit. So when I was in college, I used to lift weights a lot. I would lift weights four or five times a week, but then I would go out and eat a whole pizza, you know, or I would go out and load up on pasta and meatballs or something like just, you know, and those things again, they're not in themselves aren't a bad thing, but the quantity and like the rate of volume that I was consuming of those foods was, was, it was way over the top and unnecessary. So I would go lift weights. I was already seven, you know, 50 to 70 pounds overweight and, um, 80 pounds at one point. And I, there was no need for me to go out and eat 3,500 calories of crap or 4,000 calories of, of crap. So, you know, I wasn't like an athlete or anything. And this went on. But for the longest time, I thought because I worked out, you know, I it was justification for me to eat that way. And that I still deserve to be fit because I would go and I would lift weights for an hour or an hour and a half, four or five days a week. Well, I did not deserve to be fit, not in any way, shape or form did I deserve to be fit. Okay, I didn't earn it because I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. All right. I personally like just taking a step back here. I don't believe in second place trophies. I don't believe in consolation prizes. So, you know, I don't believe that people deserve anything to be honest with you. Like, you know, they do at a high level. You deserve to have an opportunity to do something kind of thing, but no one deserves to be handed anything. In my opinion, not me, not my six year old son. I don't allow him to get second place trophies Uh, in most cases, consolation prizes. You know, I, I, I've already explained to him that well, you know, this is a controversial topic to some people, especially parents that I know personally, but I don't I don't I don't really like that and I don't uh, I don't condone it at all. And I certainly don't have a problem having that conversation with somebody else because I don't want to teach my son that second place is something that is the same as first place. I mean, someone's got to come in second place. I get it. Okay? I I don't win a lot, me personally. And nobody wins every time someone's got to come in second place. But I don't want him thinking and I don't want anybody that I interact with that I'm helping with with fitness, especially thinking that second place is the same as first place because it's not second place. People second place uh, athletes, second place competitors, whatever, do not deserve the same takeaway, the same prize, the same goal, uh, the same reward as a first place competitor or the person that won the thing, they just don't. And third place doesn't deserve what second place got and so on and so forth down the line. So if somebody is half ass trying to eat right and half ass trying to exercise and somebody else is going full bore on their nutrition and dialing everything in and they're going full bore on their workout routine, and they're dialing everything in over there too. Th- those two people do not deserve the same results. The half ass effort deserves half ass results, and the full bore effort deserves full bore results. And that's it. In both cases, they need to be earned. So for me, I had a complete Gordon, you're full of shit moment, right? I'm using quotes here Gordon, you're full of shit. And it was around 2008 right before I graduated college. And I did talk about this a little bit in episode zero. And essentially it was my, my coming to my realization that all of my actions up to that point were wrong and that my words were wrong. And those two things were completely misaligned and decoupled and they, it made no sense. I would talk a big game about working out and being fit and all this shit. And then I would go and I would work out a little bit and then I would immediately leave that gym and I would like chug down a protein shake, which is fine on my way to get like, I don't know, a pizza or or a steak and cheese sub and chips, right? Mountain Dew, which is my actions didn't map my word, didn't match, didn't match my words. And that is, it's just so common. So in 2008, I had this realization right before I graduated college, with my, my graduate degree or my undergraduate degree, where I was just I, I realized I'm full of shit. And I was embarrassed because I said a lot of things out loud to a lot of people, and I I completely went against everything I was saying to everybody. So anyway, when I realized I was full of shit, I decided this is the moment where I stop being full of shit and I acknowledge that I don't deserve this result that I want. I wanted to be fit. I wanted to be cut. I wanted to be, I wanted to be, I'm going to have a lot of lean muscle. I wanted to be strong in the gym. I wanted to be strong. I wanted to have a lot of strength. I wanted to be able to bench press a lot and squat a lot of weight. That was something I was really interested in doing. And I also wanted to be like actually cut. And I wanted, I wanted like that nice blend between like a bodybuilder physique and a power building physique. You know, those, that was something that interests me, still interests me. That's something that I want. It's not for everybody, but it's for me. And I knew that if I really wanted that, I was going to have to make a change. And I, you know, it was was almost like like this giant self-awareness, like, curtain was just dropped. And I saw the whole, like, mechanics behind the curtain working. And I was like, holy shit, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I was lying to myself. (laughs) I was lying to everybody else. And I think a lot of people are in that same situation where they do some things that, tailor to what they really want. But most of the time they do things that, that are more like they're just, their are guilty pleasures or they're, um, you know, they're giving into like temptation, you know, like, you know, I don't really want that dessert, but my taste buds do. So I'm going to just do it and then immediately feel guilty. And immediately because they know they took a step back from me- meeting that objective, they are, they feel bad about themselves you know and that's like a negative cycle so i talked a little while ago about the positive cycle what strength of body and mind means and the more you enhance your body through exercise and fitness and strength and flexibility uh you enhance your mindset and you enhance your positive vibes you enhance your your positive outlook you enhance your self-worth your confidence everything and then that cycle uh, continues to grow, right? It continues to to ping back and forth between the physical and the mental. Well, the same thing happens in a in a negative progression type of of cycle, where the less you do for your body, right, the more you, I guess, you know, destroy it or damage it or you know, uh, degenerate it. Uh, you become a little bit depressed, and maybe not full bore like clinical depression, but you become down on yourself. And the more you do that, you find little ways to make yourself feel better. Perks, right? And that is usually junk food, right? A lot of times it's junk food or substance abuse or something like that. You know, there's a lot of things, but this is just a really common scenario. I'm not saying it applies to everybody, but let's say that you find solace in eating a cupcake or solace in eating, um, I don't know, anything sweet, right? Or, Or junk food, like a pizza, okay? And then you immediately feel down about yourself again, and then, you know, you kind of just like you, you get through it, you grind through it mentally, and then you do less throughout the day. Like or or the next day you get up and you continue to do less because you're kind of down in the dumps. And then to lift yourself up again, you go and you get something like junk food again. And you do that again. Well, now you're in this this negative cycle where you're continuing to progressively get worse. It's the opposite of what strength of body and mind means. So understanding that there are so many people in that situation. I also understand how many of them truly do not want to be there and that all of the, all they're missing is a little bit of education and all they're missing is a little poke from someone like me, you know, that that's been there and understands what it's like and, and also has the ability to tell them that they don't have to be there and that they can brick by brick build themselves a much better situation. They can pull themselves out of that. And that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I'm trying to do. And this message here, this question that I'm asking, do you deserve to be fit? You know, those people, yes, they deserve to be fit. If you're in that situation, you deserve to have the opportunity to be fit. Okay. You're a human being, you have abilities, you have a personality, you have the ability to to pull yourself out of that and be fit. So yes, you deserve it. You just don't deserve it right now. And that's the bottom line. Just like I didn't deserve it at the time, just like my friend who I was talking to didn't deserve. He doesn't deserve to be fit today, right? But he has the opportunity and he deserves the opportunity to pull himself out of it. That has to be earned. It has to be be created on your own. It can't be handed to you. Now, the other piece of this that makes me push so hard to that, that question, you know, do you deserve it? And, and, and also that statement that no, not everybody does deserve it today is because I don't think enough people respect just how difficult it can be to get to the level that, you, that a lot of people think is easy, but isn't. So, you know, getting, being fit, um, I'm just going to throw out some random numbers, right? Cause I'm 33. So, you know, being 33, Things are a lot harder in your 30s than they are in your 20s, I'll tell you that. But at 33, to be at 16, 17% body fat and to feel good and uh, be able to be flexible in your diet and you know have all of those perks, and I'm not saying you know my nutritional and physical standpoint is perfect, but it's I'm happy right now. to have all of that is hard. To have all that stuff takes work. No one could hand that to me. And anyone who is in better shape than me, I fully understand just how much of a higher level they perform at, you know, in the gym and nutritionally, and how much more on point they are. But let me tell you this: it is difficult. And not you know, every day is is a challenge in some way. And because of that, you know, it's a lot like I don't know, building a business or like going to college and, and trying to get a degree, like a four year degree. You know, it sounds easy on paper, especially when you see how many other people have done it. You know, it's the, the numbers are up there, right? But it's still, it's still such a low percentage of, per, of people. It's single digits. Okay. So it's hard and not enough people respect just how difficult it is to achieve something like that. And some of the specifics with that are, I'll start with the nutrition, right? The difficulty in eating and nutrition, especially if you are interested in having, like if you're into bodybuilding, right? And you want to be like, have a bodybuilding physique or a model physique, like a lot of people do, you know, that's, that's all about hitting your macros day in and day out, keeping your protein levels high, having a good balance between fat and carbs, making sure you're not overdoing it in one category, And in the second category, you know, it's like it's it's a balancing act every single day, and you know, being able to be flexible when you also go out with your friends and your family, so that you don't, you're not just a complete loser and no one wants to hang out with you, you know, because you're you're tracking your macros and you can't eat that and you can't drink that. Um, Being able to be flexible so that you can do all those things, live your life, and live you know with your family and enjoy life, and still hit your your goals, all of that takes a tremendous amount of effort, effort every single day. And most people can't do it. And the reason most people aren't fit is because of that. It's not because they can't go to the gym. Everybody can go to the gym and you'll find that more people are willing to go to the gym for an hour or 45 minutes several times a week than they are to actually dial in their nutrition. Uh, But the nutrition is such an important part and it's, it's the harder of the two, I think actually, I know, I know it is, um, out of everyone I've ever talked to, worked with nutrition has always been the bane for most people, for everybody. Um, you know, not enough people respect what it takes for someone who actually gets to where they want to go and achieves their goal. Um, you know, or, 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 gets to a high level, uh, you know, with like lower body fat and like a, you know, nice body and like, you know, maybe they're competing or whatever. Not enough people respect what that takes. And on the flip side the difficulty with training, you know, not enough people respect training. They exercise, but they don't train. And there is a difference. Okay. And things come up, right? Schedule issues come up. Maybe you have kids. I have a kid. I'm married. I have things to do, right? I have, you know, for a while it was daycare. Then it was uh, kindergarten. Now it's first grade and it's about to be second grade. Like my kid gets on and off the bus at weird times. He goes to camp during the summer. Um, he has, he plays hockey, he plays baseball, he plays soccer, He's an active kid. There's a lot going on. He's got sleepovers and birthday parties. He's got family around that I need to take him to go see and cousins and all this and that. And my wife works full time. Like, There's a lot of moving parts to my life. And I'm trying to build, well, I am building, um, I'm building two different businesses. Okay. I'm building my personal training and coaching business and I'm building Sobam Gear Company, Strength of Body and Mind Gear Company, right? Which is a physical products business, gym bags and uh, backpacks and apparel and things that really support my lifestyle from that standpoint, an active lifestyle. And I create podcasts, which is what you're listening to right now. I put all of that content across multiple platforms. And guess what? I work a full time job as an electrical engineer at the same time. I do all of that. And I have friends. And I want to play hockey. <laughs> and I like to play guitar and the drums. I'm a musician. And, you know, I've got a lot of things going on too. Okay. So, and I'm just one person and I'm not in the best shape. All right? And I'm not, I'm not a male model. I'm not a competing bodybuilder or a power lifter, but I understand what it's like to have schedule issues. Okay. I was, I was actually obese, right? Where I was, 245 pounds, 5'11", I was obese. And I understand what that's like and how much it sucks, and I understand now and I respect now what it takes to come out of that. Not enough people understand that. Um, but you know, back to my point: the difficulty with training versus exercising. You know, most people exercise; they go and they blindly exercise at the gym or whatever, and then they come out, and then by then they're already burnt out and they can't even focus on nutrition. But the the thing is with training: when you're training, when you treat it as training, you're training your body. Uh, and you put a little bit more emphasis on it, you, you get better results for one. And mentally you respect it more. And because you respect it more, you're very thoughtful. You're very strategic as to how you use your time at the gym or how you use your time at the track or whatever you're doing. And you learn how to integrate that into your life in a way where you can still have a social life. You can still do family and friend stuff and, you know, it won't impact your job and all this other, all these other things. Right. And it's, it, 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 it gets to a point where it becomes a higher priority to you, right? And it comes from respecting it. So if you want to have a better body and you want to be stronger or f- more flexible, or you want to lose weight, right? Just burn fat and put on muscle and, and, all, you know, the typical goals, right? Very common goals. And they're good goals. They're just common. Then like the, the first thing is, is respecting how difficult it is, and, and just being aware that if you have the audacity to, to stay, to say that you want to have a bodybuilding physique or a model physique, or even just a really, really, really good physique, that's like, you know, not your straight up dad bod, you know, just a little bit more cut and, you know, have a little bit more muscle and just be stronger and, you know, just, you know, better than a, a dude who sits on the couch all day. If you have the audacity to make that claim, then you need to also back up that claim with the res- with showing the respect for what it takes to actually get there. Okay. I don't make the claim that I can be professional hockey player just because there are hundreds and thousands of professional hockey players. And just because, you know, they could do it. So I can obviously do it. Right. No, I don't. I don't. Hey, I don't have the talent and I recognize that, but I don't have, I don't fully respect what it takes to get to that level. And I'm also 33. There's a lot of variables. That was a bad example, but you get what I'm saying. Something that's way out there. That's way beyond your reach today to say that it's easy and that you deserve it because you half-ass try a little bit here and there is ludicrous. And I've been in that situation. So I'm not, when I say you, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm talking about me in 2008 and I'm talking to anybody else who has the same mentality that I had in 2008. And, you know, and it, and that's that. I've been doing this a long time. So I understand what it takes now. And there was definitely a point where I did not respect uh, the hard work that it took to get there. Okay. The other thing too, is everybody has a different goal. And I talked in the last episode about goals and Everything starts with goals. You can't really create an accurate plan that's actually going to be successful for you without having that goal in mind. So, you know, it depends on what your goal is. Now, do you want to be an average build with an average body? Fine. You know, that's that's relatively easy to achieve. Okay. Uh, do you want to go to the next level and get lean, like more lean? You know, maybe put on ten pounds of muscle and shed off five percent body fat from where you're at now. Well, that's a little bit harder. And you want to take it to the next level. You want to be really cut with like a six pack and good definition. And, you know, you've got your bicep, cephalic artery showing, you know, that big vein that goes down the middle of your arm. You know, a lot of people are into that. I was definitely into that, Um, you know, with good definition throughout your whole body, shoulder definition, all that. If you want that, you know, that's even harder. So it all starts with your goals. And I think way too many people are, they're fat and out of shape right? They're overweight like I was and they look at a, a, a fitness model and say, I want that. Wow, that's impossible. And, you know, maybe they get pumped up here and there and they go and they work out, but then they realize just how far away that goal is and they give up. And that's perfectly normal. Okay. Um, that's perfectly normal. I definitely did that year after year after year until I didn't, until I realized that, that can't be built overnight. It has to be built brick by brick, one piece at a time. And anybody can do that. So, and everybody deserves the opportunity to do that. Everybody does. So before I wrap this up, I just, I want you to really ask yourself, do I deserve to be fit right now, today with my decision-making today and my actions and my nutrition that I'm following and my workout schedule, and my workout routine that I've been actually doing, do I deserve to be fit? The goal that I have in my mind, do I deserve that right now? Is what I am doing, are my actions, are they actually mapping to the things that I say and believe that I'm going to get or want? Because if they're not, then you need to make a change, right? Maybe that goal is maybe not right for you or maybe the goal is right but your actions suck and that's okay that's okay uh you know we can fix that anything can be fixed anything can be tweaked that's the beauty of this whole thing it doesn't matter how old you are really it doesn't matter like what your situation is you have total control and the best part is nobody can give this to you but anybody can get it right you can go and get this And you don't need a bunch of fancy gym equipment to do it. You don't need an infinite budget to go buy all these crazy free trade, organic, fair trade, whatever foods and all this organic, like expensive stuff. You don't need all that. You don't need an entire cabinet full of supplements to do this. All those things help. They're nice. They're good to have. You don't need them, right? What you need is to really understand your goal. And then make micro adjustments one at a time, starting with your nutritional intake, calories in, calories out, and going from there. And again, nobody can hand that to you. That's all you. So listen, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I do think that this is something that a lot of people need to hear. And if you have anybody in your life that would benefit from hearing this podcast with this message and all the content within, please share this with them. Um, tag them on Instagram or text it to them, tweet them, and make sure you tag me when you're doing it. I would love to reach out and connect and talk to anybody about what their goals are and whether or not they deserve the goal based on their actions and everything that we talked about here today. So uh also please, if you haven't yet, go in and leave me a review and a rating in iTunes, and I would really, really appreciate it. That is the type of thing that allows me to reach more people and help more people, which is the entire intent of this podcast. So again, guys, uh, thank you so much for checking this out. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't and look forward to next Tuesday's episode. It's going to be a good one. I've already recorded it. I can't wait to release it. So anyways, thank you so much. And I will talk to you in the next one. Take care.